Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Calm Parents. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. If your teen is miserable and making everyone around them miserable and you don't know how to break them out of it, this episode is for you. Today, I'm joined by Chris D.T. Gordon, an international speaker, teacher, and survivor of the flesh-eating bacteria, necrotizing fasciitis. After months of painful surgeries and treatment, Chris chose to raise above his circumstances and help others. He created the Attitude of Gratitude, or TAG, which helps people overcome their own personal bacteria, increase their positivity and resilience, and improve the lives of those around them. Chris strives to share TAG with young adults all over the world so they can achieve greatness on their own terms. Welcome, Chris. I am so happy to have you here. Dr. Cam, I thank you for inviting me. It's going to be a fun conversation, I think. It's a perfect conversation for Thanksgiving week, right? It Let's is. talk it about gratitude, the very thing. So first, your story is pretty remarkable. Share a bit about what you went through and how this turned into TAG. Certainly. So in March 2015, I one morning I was helping my wife, Becky, get our three young kids into the van so she could take them to daycare and kindergarten. At the time, and still now, I taught online. So I was teaching from home. So I was helping her uh, get the kids loaded in. I picked up my young son, Seth, who was two at the time. I was flying him back and forth to our detached garage. I veered too far to the right, scraped the back of my right hand, on my garage wall. I looked at it, wasn't bleeding, tis but a scratch. So I put him in the car seat, kissed them all goodbye. And as they drove off on their way, I went back into the house, washed out my superficial wound and started my day teaching. Three days later, which is a Saturday, I wake up to find a lacrosse ball sized bump on my right elbow. I go to the urgent care clinic. They say, well, it might be bursitis, which is an inflammation of the bursa sac in our joints. Keep an eye on it. Let us know anything happens. So I go home and I keep an eye on it as the bump grew and grew and grew until my right arm was triple the size of my left. Mm. I look like the Incredible Hulk in mid-transformation. Mm. So eventually Becky found a babysitter for the kids and took me to the emergency room. They quickly admitted me. And as they were taking my vitals, they also found out that I had gone septic. Mm. And one of the uh, results of sepsis is that you could uh, have a chemical pumped into your bloodstream to fight off any foreign agents. However, that alone could kill you. So I had a poison pumping through my veins and a ginormous right arm. Not the craziest Saturday night ever experienced, but definitely in the top five. Mm. So they keep me overnight. And in the morning, that doctor says something I'll never forget, Dr. Cam. She said, Mr. Gordon, 
This is beyond us. We can do, we can do nothing more for you here. Where do you want to go? Mm. I quickly said Mayo, as in the Mayo Click in Rochester, Minnesota. I should say I am in New Ulm, Minnesota. So Rochester's two hours away. They quickly flew me to Rochester, and that is where they diagnosed me with necrotizing fasciitis or flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah. As soon as they knew what they were dealing with, they quickly prepped me for surgery and put me under for five days. Mm. In that time, they first debrided all the infected area, which ranged from the back of my hand, which is where that scratch started, all the way through my arm my shoulder up to the base of my neck, down through my chest, around my rib cage, and up through my back. Mm -hmm. After clearing out all that infected skin and tissue and making sure none of the bacteria remained, they found out that I that the infection had gone so far into my right arm, they thought they were going to have to amputate. Mm -hmm. In fact, they were certain of it. They, they even told Becky this. Well, thankfully the occupational therapist in attendance in that second surgery saw that they still had hand function. So they elected to then remove a 15 inch by four inch flap of skin from my left thigh and place it on my right hand and forearm. Since this is my thigh on my hand now, I call this my thand, hmm. copyright pending. However, this is where my story becomes a little bit like when you give a mouse a cookie. Mm -hmm. Because I, they fixed one problem, but now a new problem came up. I have a gaping hole in my leg. They then elected to remove one of the, my quadricep muscles and then install a Jacob's ladder type contraption with knobs on either side of my wound so they could close it up over time. Then I still had that area that was skinless. So they elected to take a um, a skin graft harvester, or I jokingly call it a cheese slicer on steroids, hmm. and run it up and down my back and my thighs to get skin graft samples to put on my arm, shoulder, chest, and back. Yeah. All of that happened in the span of five days. It's mm, a lot. Yes, indeed. When I woke up, I was talking to, my, to Becky, my wife, uh, my father-in-law, Bill, and Jeff, my brother, who actually flew in from Michigan, when he, as soon as he found out what was going on with me, he had mm -hmm. actually spent a week and a half with us, sometimes sleeping in the hospital overnight. They were telling me what's going on and just, you know, just, but they didn't want to keep me up too late. So they gave me a small briefing and then left. And that's when another type of bacteria set in, Dr. Cam. Mm -hmm. Wow. Personal bacteria. Mm. Those are all those negative thoughts that invade our minds when we are faced with life-changing or challenging events. I started to think about what was my appearance going to be? What was I going to look like when or if I fully recovered? Yeah. What was my body going to be able to do? What was my mental capacity going to be like? How was I going to handle this mentally and emotionally? What were my relationships going to be like with Becky, the kids, our other family members, our friends, our co my colleagues? How was this going to affect us financially? Mm -hmm. As it turned out, I now have a million dollar right arm hmm. because of all the medical bills. Yeah. All of this personal bacteria 
started to set in. And as I tell my audience, where your thoughts go, your mind and body will follow. And my thoughts were going in a very negative place. However, that personal bacteria did not have time to permeate because during one of her daily visits, Becky told me about how everyone in our various communities, our social circles, were stepping in to help us out. Our neighbors were shoveling our walkways and snow blowing our driveway. Remember, this is March in Minnesota, which is mm-hmm. winter part two. Yeah. We have people stopping by Bill and Dee's house uh, to drop off toys and food for the kids and clothing as well because Becky, the kids, and Max, the dog, went to Rochester to spend time with, you know, with Bill and Dee and to see me, but they ended up staying there not for two or three days, which they had thought. They stayed there for two weeks. So the kids were without most of their clothing, most of their toys, but everyone, especially a lot of my colleagues from my virtual school, stopped by my in-law's house to drop off those items and donated them to my kids. Mm-hmm. People started a GoFundMe account that raised over $10,000, which offset lost wages because I had run out of sick days and I had missed an entire quarter of school. So lots of good stuff starting to happen despite all the bad. Yes. And so when Becky told me all this, that personal bacteria washed away Mm -hmm. and I was then left with the attitude of gratitude. Or tag for short. So tell us what that is. What is tag? Certainly. So tag encompasses three questions. The first is, and I asked my and I would ask myself this while I was in the hospital, what good things do I have in my life? Mm. And when we think about that question, you're probably thinking about that yourself, Dr. Cam. We tend to think about the big things our faith, our family, our friends, our house, our jobs. But then I started to think about the small things, those seemingly insignificant parts of our lives that actually bring us that daily dose of joy. Mm-hmm. So I thought about the show Daredevil on Netflix. That had just dropped when I was in the hospital. So I was able to binge watch that on the iPad my brother had bought me Mm. So I could enjoy my time as much as I could while recovering. I also thought about how the sun never shined in my eyes when I was bedridden. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds very, very random, but when you are confined to a singular space and you have virtually no control over your environment, the fact that you don't have to ask someone for one more thing Mm. is actually a godsend. And then there's the hospital pizza. Dr. Cam, what is your relationship with hospital food? <laughs> Not good, right? Yeah, it was like a step above airplane food, airline mm-hmm. food. The hospital pizza at St. Mary's Hospital in Rochester was phenomenal. Mm. Maybe it was because I hadn't had pizza in the month, but still, I just remember it being fantastic. So much so that I'm still talking about it six years later. And today I'm still doing this. I'm still looking at what good things do I have that I would normally not even think of. Like door hinges. They allow us to walk from one room to another, yet we hardly think of them unless the pin comes out or the door hinge breaks. Yeah. Um, 
I'm thankful for my my wireless mouse held together by duct tape. You know, because it's a little like me. You know, it's gone through. It has some bangs and some bruises, but it still works well. And then I think about my right armpit, Doctor Camp. And you're probably wondering why are you talking about your armpit on my show. Well, my armpit, remember, is covered in skin grafts. Mm-hmm. Skin grafts are non-porous. That means they don't sweat. Mm. I can make a stick of deodorant last for six months by only using it on one half of my body. And I'm also uh, I'm also a champ at the polar plunge because of that. Nice. So being able to see all the positive things around us actually makes us richer because we don't look at the market value of something. We could look at the value that, that it gives us to make our lives better. Yeah. So Chris, we, we know the value of gratitude and you're giving so many amazing examples of just little things. How do we use this to help our teens though? Because my guess with a lot of teens, if you're like, you need to be grateful for this, you're going to get a lot of eye rolls. So how do we start helping our kids develop this sense of this attitude of gratitude? Well, we start with, you know, ha- you know, actually modeling, thinking of things that we have that are in our lives that are good. And I do this with my own students. I start our, my class connects, we call them our virtual class sessions with tell me something good in your life. And I will name off the most random thing. I'll say this highlighter because it helps me make, take notes. And I'll, and I do that purposely. So they see that, wow, he's not thinking of big things. He's thinking of everyday items. Yeah. So modeling that behavior also and this leads into the second part of TAG, which is acknowledging the appreciated, is a, pra- a three-step practice that I'm actually going to teach you now. So awesome. I want you, Dr. Cam, I want you to think of someone in a social circle that you both occupy. Mm-hmm. And then take them out of that circle. Take okay. that person out of that circle you, that you share. You're going to look at them on their own merits without any relationship to you. Mm-hmm. Now I want you to look at that person and count all the ways that person benefits the world around them and, you know, affects things positively. It could be how they interact with their parents, their siblings, their own children, their coworkers, their peers. And think about how they affect the world in a positive way. Now put that person back into your social circle. Mm-hmm. And realize that you have a wonderful relationship with this fantastic person. Yeah. I like to use my wife, Becky, as an example. Yes, she's my wife, my partner, my best friend. But when I take her out of that social circle that we share, I see that she's a fantastic mother. She's a loving daughter and sister. She's a brilliant teacher. She's a well-read historian. She's a well-accomplished musician. She's a great athlete. She has a sharp sense of humor and she's actually almost as geeky as I am, but she plays it lower, closer to the vest. She is a benefit to the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to put her back into that social circle. And I see that, wow, she's all of those things, but she's also my wife, my partner, my best friend to boot. Mm-hmm. How lucky am I? Yeah. And so by actively counting the ways that, the people around us are 
positive, are benefiting the world around, around them. And then we think about, wow, I'm connected with that person. That's pretty cool. We develop an active appreciation of that person. Mm -hmm. And we see that there are, you know, in those times that we feel that we're all alone, we see that we're more connected than we ever realized because we're thinking of all the great people around us. Yeah. I, I love this. And the one thing that comes to mind when you're saying this as parents are listening, I think what would be really cool if parents did that with their own kids, took their kids out of the circumstance of their family and just put them in the world and pictured how do our, my kids actually contribute to the world? Because I think one of the things, a great way to model this gratitude and appreciation is to give it to our kids. Mm-hmm. And when we show our kids how much we appreciate and are grateful for what they do, that suddenly they're like, that feels great. I want to do that for other people. Yes. Yes. And especially, this is especially important, Dr. Cam, when our kids are frustrating us mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. when in those times when they seem to be doing, you know, the wrong things or they're not doing what they should be doing, we only focus on those negatives, Yes, but we forget that that kid worked really hard to get an A in math, or she's a really good friend to the kids who might not have many friends, or he is a great artist and loves to express himself on paper. And so by, by practicing that active appreciation, we can get ourselves out of that negative mindset and just take mm-hmm. a step back and realize, okay, what really is the problem we have to solve? Mm-hmm. It's not the who, because the who is fantastic. The, the yeah. who is not, I mean, and not perfect, but great. And I'll talk about that, that in a second. But let's, fo- let's now focus on the, on the situation that we need to resolve together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So what is the next thing that we can do to help our kids kind of embed or instill the sense of gratitude with our kids? Well, we talked about thinking of all the good things in your life. That's the T. Mm -hmm. We thought about acknowledging the appreciated. Now it's giving someone else a reason to be grateful. Mm -hmm. And thinking back at our own and my own story, I really couldn't do a lot in the hospital. I was too busy recovering. But when I was discharged, that's when I started taking action. I started mowing the lawns of my neighbors when they were getting a little long. I knew that they were on vacation during the winter. I, I snow blow uh, snow blow walkways and sometimes shovel and snow blow driveways. When I'm on my runs, I will pick up garbage on the road or on the sidewalk or in someone's yard without getting too trespassy. And then there's the classic opening doors for people. Mm. And this action is over is overlooked and understated. Dr. Cam, we never know when someone is having the worst day of their lives. And especially in this pandemic, that is, you know, that is true to various degrees because everyone is going through this together, but in various levels, when you open a door for someone and you hold it for them, you are letting them know, even for a brief moment, that you see them and you want to help them out, mm-hmm. even in this small act. 
And we never know how that can affect someone. And the beautiful thing about all those examples I gave is that it cost me zero monies to do that action. But to the recipient, it could be priceless. Yeah. And, you know, there are all kinds of different actions we can do. Some of them do cost money. It could be a $5 gift card to a coffee shop. It could be a small, you know, you know snack that that person appreciates. But just giving them a reason to smile, a reason to say thank you, a reason to see that the day isn't totally bad. Yeah. That's an, that is the engine behind TAG. Because I'm not sure about you, Dr. Cam, but in my experience, playing tag by yourself is boring and more than a little embarrassing. Right. But when you involve others, it becomes more exciting, more fun, and the more the merrier. And it's, you know, and if you're able to share it with more and more people, they're going to share it with more and more people. And then you have this influx of gratitude in your community. Yeah. That it's, I think what I'm hearing too, which I really love is there's all these great things that you can do and kind of embed in your life on how to do it. I think the real key is, and the the thing I want to make kind of clear to parents though, and you've said this, I just want to bring this out is that this is about you modeling it to your kids, not expecting and getting angry if your kids don't do it. Because I hear a lot of parents go, well, I model, I give my kids, I do so much for my kids. All I want for them is to be grad, show me gratitude. And I keep saying, show me gratitude. And I think one of the things you were saying is when we model doing kind things to others, it's without expectation of getting anything back, which means when we model doing kind things to our kids, it's without expectation of getting things back because then we model to them what that looks like and then they start doing it. Yes. And in going just a step farther, you can actually challenge in a positive way, challenge that person to play tag themselves. Say, all right, now I want you to think of something positive in your life or tell them today. I want you to go find someone and tell them why you appreciate them Mm -hmm. or, hey, you know what? I opened the door for you. I want you to do that for someone else today, Mm. you know, and have them actively thinking, even if it's for a second. Well, okay, yeah, I can do that, too. And that's really what gets tag moving. Hmm. Yeah, I like the challenge idea because it's not about you go do this. You're, you know, you need to do this. It's about let's see how many of us can do something nice or how many of us can open the most doors for people today. Mm-hmm. Like we make it this challenge, which then to them is kind of gamified, which yes. they buy into, which they're not going to buy in. Go open the door for people. They're going to be like, why lame? Right. But it's like, let's do a challenge. You do the challenge and then they start experiencing that feeling, mm-hmm. which is what we want them to experience. And when they feel that feeling, they become motivated on their own to do those things because they know how good it feels, which I exactly. think is really cool. So I, I love this whole tag thing. I like how it just breaks it down really clear. And here are some things to do to instill and to model for your kids to really instill this. Um, Chris, how do people find you? Well, they can go to chrisdtgordon.com. And that's spelled G-O-R-D-O-N. And my uh, name is C-A- my first name is C-H-R-I-S. Mm-hmm. So when you go to chrisdtgordon.com, you can see what I have to offer as a professional speaker. You can also download a free tag one sheet. 
hmm. that has all three steps laid out there. You can download it, print it, put it on your wall at home, put it on your fridge, put it at work. So you are reminded daily of how to play tag and how to inspire others to do the same. Nice. You can also go to the merch store, which is called Chris DT Gordon's Tag and Pop Shop. And you can get uh, nice sweatshirts like the one I'm wearing here. It has a tag explainer. And somewhere I have my hat, you know, during, right. when it's, it's getting cold. So I need something to cover my head. I have a nice right. tag right. toque. And listeners of your show, Dr. Cam, can get 20% off by using the promo code TAGPOP1. So T A G. P-O-P-1. Excellent. Use that and at checkout. You get 20% off of everything you get, you buy. And then I also have links to my Facebook, my Instagram, my LinkedIn, my YouTube channel, because I also have a podcast called Scar Bearers, mm -hmm. where I share others' tales of trial and triumph. And they share some very insightful um, tips and tricks that help them through their own struggles that I hope others will take and use as well. Nice. So lots of ways, best way. It sounds like your website. We'll put all those links in the show notes so people can find you. So Excellent. any parting words, I know you have to go and pick up your child, any parting words of encouragement for parents with teens before we go? Yes. Pass on perfection and go for greatness. We are inundated with images of perfection, Dr. Cam. Everywhere we look, things just look perfect. But when you think about it, that perfection is at most a, a glimpse. It's a, mm -hmm. a, a brief moment. Usually it's manufactured. It's not even real. And so don't worry about perfection because if you always try for perfection, you're, always, you're usually going to fall short. Go mm -hmm. instead for greatness. Whatever you do, be consistent in your actions, be diligent in your process, and persevere through the tough times. Because when you do that, you might achieve greatness once in a while, but you will always be great. Mm, love that. But you achieve perfection once in a while, yes, but you always be great. <laughs> it's great. Thank you, Chris. I am so, so pass grateful. Pass up perfection, go for greatness. Go, pass up perfection, go for greatness. Very, I love that. Thank you, Chris. I'm so grateful you could join us today. Thank you for the time, Dr. Cam. I appreciate it as well. Absolutely. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to help your teens thrive, you can grab my top 10 secrets for raising teens at askdrcam.com slash parenting tips. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode and the helpful strategies Chris shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find the show. I encourage you to share it with a friend as well. Until next time, have a peaceful, positive calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.